Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Tonight, we have returning with us our financial advisor. Welcome to the show and welcome to sharing the mic with us. Mr. Brandon, how are you doing? Doing great, ladies. How about you all? Wonderful. Doing wonderful. So we are excited to have you back um, with COVID job situations um, changing for everyone, career changes. We're excited for the topic that you're going to cover with us tonight on how to respond to debt collectors. I'll let you take it away. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, I know in a lot of my consultations I have with my customers or whatnot, they'll ask, um, most of them are, you know, preparing to get homes and things of that nature and may have some uh, charge-offs, meaning like accounts that, you know, never been paid or whatnot. And the company, the, the debt collectors themselves have already wrote, wrote it off and now it's reporting on your credit report as a charge-off. And then sometimes you may have what you have, collection accounts, which um, also, you know, bills have never been paid, but they've um, the original debtor has has sold or signed that account to, uh, to a debt collector. So now it's reporting as a collection account on your credit report. So, you know, a lot of times we, I guess we shoot ourselves in the foot because when you're getting yourself prepared to get that home or whatnot, you, uh, you're automatically thinking, okay, I need to hurry up. I need to get this stuff in order. So let me go ahead and pay this account. And um, sometimes that's the wrong, uh, I guess, strategy to take. So, um, what I tell my customers sometimes is um, you never want to do business over the phone. So you'll get these collection agencies. They'll, they'll call you and, um, you know, I guess I'll go through a scenario with you. You know, you'll, you get the phone call and they're like, hey, this is such and such. Um, we're here to collect the debt. Can we talk to such and such? So, you know, the way that I tell my customers to respond is is basically, um, you know, that you don't you don't have any knowledge of of this debt that they're talking about, whether it's yours or not. And point being is that you want them to validate this debt. You want you want them to prove that it's yours. So basically, that's that's what you want to start with. You want to let them know, hey. I don't have any knowledge of this debt. And also, could you please remove me from your call list? So you want to tell them, send send a letter of validation to the address that you have on file, and then please remove me from your call list. And so at that point, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't get any more harassing phone calls or whatnot. But sometimes it happens. That's why I suggest that people send a uh, cease and desist letter. And, you know, basically that's just a letter asking the company to to uh, stop the phone calls or whatnot and, um, and the harassing calls. Because at that point, once you send that letter and they continue, 
in some cases, you can you can actually sue them. You know, I've seen some customers get up to maybe a thousand dollars because they're breaking your consumer uh, rights. And after they get that letter, so it's uh, it's important that everything you do is in writing. And a, um, so I have a so, question for you now. With you know, you're asking for them to send you a letter, and we have so many scammers out there. Now, how would a person be able to identify someone that is actually scamming, you know, making that scam call, or a real true debt collector? Is there exactly. anything that we can, you know, identify this person to be who they really are? Exactly, and that's that's why for me, I, I let my customers know don't give them any information. That's why we want to cut it off at um, who whoever it is that you're looking for. You want to send a letter of validation to that address. You don't want to give them your address because if they if the debt is for you, then that letter of validation will come to you. Mm-hmm. They should but already if it's not for you, exactly. It's up to them to to get that information to you. And then from there, you know, if you get that, what we call, I guess it's called a corresponding letter. And a lot of times when we get that corresponding letter, a lot of times we overlook it. And, uh, you know, you throw it in the trash, you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. But it's important that we respond to this corresponding letter. Usually you have about 30 days to respond. And, um, by not responding, what you do is giving them the right to report that negative item on your credit report. So you, you have an opportunity to stop them from reporting negative items on there. And, and basically, that corresponding letter is saying, okay, the debt is yours. At that point, what you want to do is call them and say, hey, let's negotiate. You know, because if it's, if it's the original debtor, or a collection agency, you can negotiate that debt. Especially if it's went to a collection agency, mm-hmm. more than likely they've brought that date that debt off the original creditor. They've brought it off them for pennies on the dollar. So sometimes maybe you might owe a thousand dollars, but they brought that account for let's say maybe a hundred and fifty dollars and now they're looking for you to pay the whole debt back. Mm-hmm. But you know, so. also, too, now my my question on that, I know we're, yeah. we're talking about um, corresponding with the debt collector, but whenever you're trying to purchase a new home and, you know, you're, you're looking back over your, your credit record report and it shows that you have a debt there that needs to be processed in order to clear uh, and improve your score. So what should they do? Should they go ahead and just reach out to that um, that uh, credit association? And once they do, do they need to have proof? And how soon does the credit score change? And do they go to the mortgage company? Or can you go over that as well? So at that point, you can... Uh you can say, hey, I've um, printed out my credit report 
and I noticed that you're reporting something on my credit report, and that's when you'll ask them, hey, send me that letter of validation or whatnot, and then at that point, y'all will uh, negotiate or whatnot, but you definitely want to, um, you know, like, communicate with them or whatnot. You, you I guess, uh, I guess the major thing is you just don't want to call them and and pay them without having anything written, like, on file. Like, once you get that letter of validation um, and they see that corresponding letter, once y'all negotiate and make an agreement, at that point, you want a letter of uh, deletion. The letter of deletion is saying that both parties have agreed that um, agreed on the amount, whatever amount you negotiate, and that they're going to delete it off your report. A lot of times people just call the company themselves and they, without any written agreement, and then they're like, hey, I just want to pay it off. Let's go. Let's get it. And you pay it, but it's still reporting on your credit report. And it all, it's almost like a, um, even worse because it's like a, you're renewing the negative mark on your, so like, let's say if, if the, um, if the account happened in, um, let's say two years ago and, Two years past, you're trying to get this new house. You call them. You say, hey, I just want to pay it. So it's going to be marked as paid, but still a negative account on your credit report. So it's like a, a renewing of a negative remark. Because mm. most times, if you don't do anything with it, say, I think it's seven years and 180 days, it's automatically removed. But if you... If you... um try to pay it within that time without like any written it's, it's just renewing and it's it's just more of a negative effect you know what i mean yeah. so always get get it written a written agreement is very important it's great advice especially with a lot of listeners and people in general purchasing new homes trying to improve their credit score, whether it's for the home, um, your jobs, because now a lot of jobs are looking at your credit score to determine whether they um, see you as a good candidate for the position. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, what do you do whenever it gets taken to court over the debt? Because let's say you didn't, like how you said before, you got that letter in the mail, don't remember having any debt, so you threw it away every time you got one. What happens then when you do get a court order? What should you do? So, now, I, I'm just going to be straightforward. Now, once once it gets to that point, uh, you definitely want to look at getting a uh, a lawyer. A, um, I think it's a consumer be specific, like a consumer consumer rights lawyer that specializes in that. But I'm um, not going to say a lot of times, but some of the times it's more like more like a uh, scare tactic, just trying to get you to call and say to admit to the debt and mm-hmm. to come up with an arrangement, mm-hmm. force people into that arrangement. 
because they know most people don't know their consumer rights. So they want to force you into making that payment so that they can so they can profit off of it, basically. But like we talked about before, they brought this debt off the original creditor for little or nothing. So, you know, they're looking to make money, basically, the big time. I, I had just found this out uh, recently, like just they're buying these accounts pennies on the dollar. So, it's, you know, they're forcing people to make these payments. And um, like I said, I'm not telling anybody not to um, to pay your debt, but you definitely want to force them. You want to take control, and you want to force them to validate it. And once they validate it, know that you have the right to negotiate that debt. And uh, more than likely, they're going to agree to at least half of it because they're, they're going to profit off it either way. But um, it's definitely, we want to get everything in writing and um, definitely force them to, to validate that debt. You know, if we get deeper into the whole consumer law thing, it's, uh, it's so deep and so important to know a lot of those things, which I'm not a specialist in it. But if you know those rights, a lot of times you can, you can get that. Uh, negative count deleted. Just a matter of knowing you're right. Two little, I guess, tricks of the trade that I try to give people as far as trying to remove accounts when the debt collector doesn't respond to the validation letter. Um, so let's say you requested the validation for the debt, and uh, so they have 30 days to respond. Once you tell them, hey, I want this, the validation. And if they don't respond in that 30 days, what you want to do is uh, you want to send proof of your tracking to the Bureau. So it's important that anything you do when you're disputing any negative um, remarks that's on your credit report, um, especially when you're mailing it to the Bureau, you want to send it certified mail. So they'll send you that little, give you that tracking. And so, you know, you'll have proof of your tracking and you can show that to the bureaus. And um, then you let them know that you requested validation. They failed to respond in those 30 days and you can request that negative item to be removed. Um, my second uh, little strategy that sometimes works is when you're disputing an, an account and i uh, the company themselves, they they have to update your account as being disputed. So if they if they don't update your account as being like it's in the process of being disputed, um, I think it's it's again it's like a thirty day period. They um they have to update that account so you can you can request that to be removed also. So they have things that they have to follow. And if they don't follow those rules, you know, they, they have to remove the account period. So, and, um, and it's also important to have nice to have the, um, it's called consumer finance protection bureau. So these guys there, they have, they have your, um, they have your back in matters like these. 
So they're there to protect your rights. And um, so when you're disputing something, if you send them a letter about what you're disputing, they'll also do an internal investigation on your behalf. And um, they can also, like, if they're not following the rules, they can help get those things disputed too. Mm. So it's always good to get them involved as well. Well, to to our listeners, if you would like to get more information or need assistance when it comes to clearing and asking, uh, having additional questions regarding to uh, a letter that you've received from your debt collector, we will provide contact information for you after the show. Um, so you can reach out to Brandon and get the assistance and, and guidance that you need. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and it's been wonderful getting this knowledge, and I'm pretty sure our listeners are thankful for it as well. Yes, ma'am. As always, thank y'all for having me. You know, as I learn and grow, I'm just, I'm wanting to get this information out to everybody. Oh, it's very much needed. I wish I would have had a lot of this information whenever I was starting the process years ago. Me too. <laughs> and for our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast, our sponsors, and our partners, I want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you later.